ABA Soup, where two behavioral therapists provide commentary through the lens of behavior analysis. And we are your hosts. I'm Shirlene Chang. And I'm Joshua Rivera. Before we get started, I'd like to first announce that I'm now a board certified behavior analyst. Yes! All right, anyways. She did it. <laughs> Our topic for today is on the principles of behavior, which are reinforcement, punishment, and extinction. And we'll be going over these. Yeah, exactly. So these are known as the principles of behavior. And we'll see it literally everywhere that you look. It's one of the main reasons that I got into behavior therapy in the first place was that I was able to start seeing where reinforcement and punishment came in. I remember I spent a lot of time just kind of writing into a journal um, looking at what was considered reinforcement and punishment once I had a fuller grasp on what it is. And it might seem seem like it's really obvious what it is first off, um, just by the names, but it's not quite because there's the two specifications as to uh, what they are and what each punishment and reinforcement increases or decreases. So the first one that we'll be going over is positive reinforcement. Positive reinforcement is where you add something to the environment to which it increases the behavior in the future. Yeah, I think a simpler way is just saying that is if you give something to someone, they're more likely to do it in the future. If you give something preferred to someone, that they're more likely to do it in the future. I think of this um, one from when I was in my undergrad, and we were looking at this horrible, horrible show called Big Bang Theory, and <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's the hill I'm gonna die on. Anyways, um, <laughs> but we were looking at this episode where Sheldon is tossing M&Ms or some sort of chocolate to Penny um, every time she's like being quiet essentially. And Sheldon explains to the audience, oh, I'm using behavior psychology to do this. It's positive reinforcement. Every time she's doing what I want her to do, I give her the reward of tossing an M&M to her. And in the show, she ended up being, you know, more quiet whenever Sheldon was around. And that that was the big, like, joke. Ha 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 I'm laughing so much at. <laughs> uh, I can't even fake a laugh for Big Bang Theory. Anyway, I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm on another hill. I'm I'm with, I'm pro Big Bang Theory. It is great. It's a great show. Anyways, another example of positive reinforcement is in the show Queen's Gambit. Whenever Beth Harmon has a competition that occurs, she takes the pill and she wins her competition. And so it increases her behavior of taking the pills in the future because she associates taking the pills with winning the competition. Whether or not it makes her win the competition, because then in the end, spoiler alert, she wins without taking the pills. Okay, so I think it's important to go ahead and take a break here and address what what exactly are we looking at? What's, what's going up with positive reinforcement? And so the behavior in my example of, of Sheldon, uh, or sorry, in uh, Penny's case, was that if she's more quiet, she's going to get more candy more often. So therefore, she's going to stay quiet more often around Sheldon's character. In my example, Beth takes more pills in order to win the competitions. And so she takes more pills in the future to win more competitions in the future. Exactly. So the behavior that is the reason why we're calling it reinforcement is that the behavior of her taking pills is increasing. Yeah, that's the, the target behavior in this case is going to be going up. So we can go ahead and look at more of what it is in our lives and in our cases as well. 
um, you know, positive reinforcement for us. If you're a, an RBT or some sort of starting behavioral therapist or a teacher, anything like that, one of the most common kind of positive reinforcement sy uh, systems that I see are like token boards. You get a token every time you do the preferred behavior, whether it's, you know, in school I had a ton of these. It was like turning in your paper, having your name on there, being quiet during group talk, or not during group talk, but during, you know, classroom instruction or something like that. You got your little good noodle star, and that was to uh, promote you to keep doing that. Eventually it would pay out, and that's the ultimate kind of reinforcer at the end but for the moment the token is the reinforcer it's become conditioned for what i'm going after i'm going after this token and i'm going to continue doing this behavior that gets me these tokens in the meantime yeah and you can think of that there's also another term called generalized reinforcers and that's where tokens would fall under so that would mean that they can exchange the tokens for many other things yeah things that are preferred so both of them relate to you do the behavior more because something was given to you yeah all right so next one we have is negative reinforcement so that's where you remove a stimulus or you remove an object or whatever and that increases the behavior of the person yeah well it increases the likelihood that that behavior occurs again in the future performed yeah. by that specimen but by, by whoever it is i think the important thing about behavior is that it's not just for people it's not just right you absolutely. know yeah it's not just what we see i'm sure most of this applies to your dog so you could go ahead and use these principles to go ahead and make a comprehensive learning routine for anything in your life so the negative reinforcement, you, you had an example from Grey's Anatomy, right? Yeah, so in Grey's Anatomy, a patient came in with a burn on her hand and later revealed that she burned her hand on purpose to get out of a test. In this example, it's a negative reinforcement because the antecedent is that the test is coming, the behavior is that the patient burns their hand, and the consequence is that the test is removed. So the consequence of the test removed is the negative removal of the stimulus, a negative reinforcement which increases her behavior of burning her hand in the future to get out of a test yeah exactly it's it's um you know i guess a less extreme version would be like calling out of work or something like that calling out sick if you your antecedent in this case would be like i don't want to go to work which is like 90 percent of my days and then the behavior calling in sick i'm like oh no i i can't come in i i was gonna say <laughs> i i'm ill and of course that's kind of a big thing right now but if you go ahead and say that, and then your boss is like, all right, well, don't come in today. You're more likely to go ahead and fake being sick in the future whenever you want to go ahead and get out of work. Right, which is why there's probably some things set in place in your workplace to how much, how many times you can take days off. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, that brings into play kind of like antecedent preventions. You know, if, if you're going to call out too much, you'll probably lose your job. Completely different scenario now. Just the original act of calling out, hurting yourself and getting it removed, that's what makes it negative in negative reinforcement. Right. So the next thing that we're moving on to is positive punishment. So this is where you're providing something to the environment that will decrease the behavior. One of the examples that I would have thought of when Charlene and I were coming up with these media examples was Breaking Bad. And I don't want to get too specific into there because this is like seriously the end of the show. So I don't want to be like, oh, hey, if you're going to go watch Breaking Bad, oh, I just got spoiled by a bunch of ABA podcasters. This sucks. There is a scene 
or I guess there's a scenario where one of the characters gets chained up to a meth lab and that prevents him from running away, which was what he was intending to do. You know, he was trying to get away from from the lab because his life was in danger. The positive punishment there, you can go ahead and kind of see like the antecedent, we, we go ahead and break it down again. Antecedent, chained up to the lab, behavior, trying to run away, consequence, can't get away. You can't get away from from this and therefore you're unlikely to keep doing this behavior again. Next time this character tries to run away from the meth lab, well, he already knows what's going to happen and this behavior is going to go down and down so long as that chain has been added for this entire time. What about like a real world example, Charlene? For real world examples, you have prison so that would be when you are in prison it reduces the behavior of running away as well and it also reduces the behavior of committing crimes at least for the time being because because you don't think the prison system works is that your <laughs> is that your radical <laughs> well, I, I, I think it's up to the individual i think it's you know on an individual basis some it may work and some doesn't and you kind of have to know when it does or doesn't work okay yeah, I think uh, another common positive punishment that I think of and that's used in, you know, these psychology schools that I I've heard this example several times is like a speeding ticket. So, you know, you're given the speeding ticket because you were going fast. In the future, you're less likely to be speeding. I know this happened to me, you know, personally, I got a speeding ticket once and for like four years straight, I would not drive over the speed limit anywhere. And now I'm... Uh, now I'm a criminal again. So. <laughs> so. Oh man, hardened criminals yeah. we are. Alright, and so this is the second last one, and it is negative punishment. So negative punishment is where you remove a stimulus from the environment, and that will decrease the behavior in the future. Mm -hmm. You know, the, I feel like this is the one that's known most often taking away something to decrease in the future. We think of things like removing toys or removing our kids from the scenario if they perform some sort of maladaptive behavior. Negative punishment is removing. You take something away. Imagine like you get docked pay for a bad job at something that requires say like artistry. Imagine you're doing like a cake and it's supposed to say like happy birthday someone and then you like misspelled every single word and so instead of getting the full $30 for the cake you, they only give you like 20 You know they took away money so that in the future you're less likely to do bad writing or bad spelling on the cake. You know this is just off the top of my head obviously. We, we came up with a couple of examples but this is that that's how easy it is to kind of look at these things to look at these scenarios and and be able to put punishment and reinforcement into everyday life. So, um, what, what, what do we end up coming up with for our media example? So for the media example, if you've ever seen Atypical, a show on Netflix about a kid with autism, there's the main character, Sam, who calls out his best friend, Zahid, for stealing something from work. So then Zahid no longer talked to Sam in the whole episode, spoiler alert, and <laughs> So then Sam, in the future, is less likely to report his friend so that he could maintain his friendship. Exactly, yeah. So Zahid basically removed himself from there, and therefore Sam's behavior of reporting his friend is going to go down. I remember we were talking about this during our brainstorm because I like this example because it shows that behavior isn't moral. It's, it doesn't matter that, you know, the, the right thing in this scenario is, yeah, you should, you know 
report stealing. Um, right, behavior's not going to, over time, get better for us just because it's science, because it's behavior. We can learn some maladaptive things through consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so that's, that's kind of the thing that happens with, with behavior, is that it doesn't care why it happened. It, it literally only cares about what the consequence was. And if the consequence was something pleasant or something that we enjoyed... We're most likely we're going to do it more in the future, and if the consequence was something that we didn't enjoy, something that we found aversive, then we're going to do it less in the future. And I, I don't know. I think that's really cool. I just think that that's a really neat phenomenon of behavior. So the last thing that we wanted to touch on. Last thing was extinction, and so extinction is where you can still engage in the behavior, but reinforcement won't be provided. For example, I think you had one. Yeah, yeah, one of the ones, so uh, another spoiler, but this time it's for like a 10-year-old movie, so if you haven't seen it, that's kind of your fault. Um, In The Social Network, this is this movie... Um, where some actor portrayed Mark Zuckerberg and he had a relationship with some friend from college and he acted like a real jerk to her. And at the end of the movie, he was trying to reach out to her by sending like a Facebook message over to her and it's implied that she doesn't reply. And so if we go ahead and look into the future, if Mark keeps sending this message and she doesn't reply, then he's unlikely to keep sending messages in the future. He might try it again tomorrow or three days from now but when she's not replying, he's going to be like, oh, I've, I've been ghosted. You know, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm just not going to get anything from doing this behavior, so I should stop. Right. Uh, I mean, that's a good example of like classical conditioning, but I, I don't know if that would necessarily be um, okay. extinction here. Yeah, so those are our five terms that we've talked about. We've talked about positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, positive punishment, negative punishment, and extinction. Yeah, t- touched on extinction a bit. So I would go ahead and put this out as a challenge to anyone who might be listening is to maybe look at some events in your life where you can look at it and go, huh, was that a positively reinforcing experience? Maybe that was a negatively reinforcing experience? And just kind of start thinking about things in your life. You know, the next time that you get a good grade at school and your parents are like, hey, good job. You know, here's like 10 bucks because you got an A for your class. You know, I, I don't know, like $10 per class. I, <laughs> I, I didn't oh, yeah, that's what I, oh, I got $20 per class. You got $20 per class? Wow, <laughs> nice. You see, I didn't get anything. So I just <laughs> I just had to be smart and be expected to be smart. But that's the thing. Like, okay, I, if I get $10 for every A that I get, that's positive reinforcement. The next time that you're at a restaurant and the waiter says, enjoy your food, and you say, you too, are you going to continue doing that in the future? No, because that was a horrible experience. <laughs> and uh, you're going to, that that was, uh, that's positive punishment. That's, you know, you, you added something to the exchange and, no, sorry, it was, it's negative. Yeah, no, oh, it is yeah, positive yeah, it's punishment. Positive You've pun- added something to the exchange and then it decreases your behavior of doing it again. Yeah, exactly. Because it was a very embarrassing moment. Exactly. So your, your behavior saying you too is, is going to be replaced with thank you and then the waiter leaves and you can go ahead and enjoy your food in the future. Yeah, exactly. So it is positive punishment here. So yeah, then that's kind of the fun part about behavior is that you can go ahead and look at all of these scenarios and think, is something being added? If it's being added, it's going to be positive punishment or positive reinforcement, or is something being removed? 
then it's going to be negative in these cases as well. And yeah. Now, does it decrease behavior or increase behavior? If it decreases behavior, it's a punishment. If it increases behavior, it's a reinforcement. Exactly. Yeah, so look at some of these things in your life and think, okay, behavior does occur every single day. What what does it look like for me? So that's my challenge out to everyone who might be listening in on this. So uh, for ABA Soup, I'm Joshua Rivera. And I'm Shirlene Chang. And we'll see you guys around. <laughs>